0: Welcome to the Creekwood Church podcast. Our church exists to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. For that reason, we want to take a moment and let you know about Growth Track. Growth Track is a 3-week class designed to help you connect with us, discover who you are, and develop your leadership. Sign up for Growth Track and get more information at creekwoodchurch.com/growthtrack or on our Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy Hey, Creekwood. As you can tell, I am back out here at the uh, West Campus and uh, we are in our third week of the series called The Middle and uh, I love being out here in the middle of the new uh, future campus and um, as you can tell just by looking around, it is beautiful out here and over to my left, to your right is where one day, I'm believing that thousands of us are going to be gathering together, worshiping God in this beautiful campus. And um, But, you know, I, I'm so, so happy that, that you've joined us today. And um, even though I'm excited about the future, I'm also excited about today. These online services have been just uh, incredible. And um, I've loved being able to uh, just embrace... Uh, technology and for us to, to know that even though we are watching from a lot of different places and we're sitting in different places. Some of you, maybe you're out on, on a walk or you're cooking and what, wherever you're at, and but you're listen, listening or watching the message. And I'm so grateful that we're not just watching a show or we're not just listening to a show. We actually are experiencing the presence of God. And, you know, you worshiped just a few moments ago. And I love the songs that we sang today and just a, such a source of, of hope and inspiration to all of us to be able to worship God. And you know, it's very easy to just like move through these, these days and weekends and not allow yourself to pause long enough and take a deep breath. And be able to just say, you know what, let's let's kind of shut everything down today. And um, these moments that we have our services together to kind of just shut it all down and allow God to speak into your life. You know, God's presence is in your house right now, whether you're by yourself or you're a group of people. And so uh, your family gathered together and, and w- w- whatever size a group it is, I know that God's presence is with you. And so I, I just encourage you to kind of shut things down and maybe put your phone, you know, if you're watching it on, on the, the, the screen, your TV, maybe set your phone aside and don't be texting and all that kind of stuff. Just really allow God to speak into your life. I, I really want that for you as your pastor today. And if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to Ezekiel chapter 37. And uh, it may take you a few Moments to find Ezekiel. I personally think I need a couple bonus points for actually even speaking out of Ezekiel. And uh, but it's it's really an interesting uh, book, and we want to I want to look at some verses uh, that I I um, really believe um, help us center ourselves into what this middle series is about and. Again, if you were with us the first weekend, um, you know, we talked about there's a beginning and there's an end, and both of those 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 are great. There's beginnings and there's endings, but there's also the middle. And what do you do in the middle? And being able to really embrace the middle and, and allow God to work in the middle of your life is is really the purpose of this series. And this, this story that we're gonna look at, um, it's it's really on on one side it's it's really a strange story but it is so so deep and it's probably one of my most favorite uh, scriptures and I've got a lot of favorites but this one is is, is just um is one of my favorites is because you really see the heart of God and you see what God wants to do and I, I want us to to look at that in verse one it says the hand of the Lord and I'm gonna read some verses and stop and comment on that and then we'll kind of get get moving along uh into into the teaching today but you know it says the hand of the Lord was on me and this is the prophet Ezekiel speaking and he says the hand of the Lord was on me and you know I've been thinking about that all this week about the hand of the Lord being on me. How many of you would, would, would love for, for you to have some such a spiritual experience with God that you say, you know what, the hand of God was on my life. God was speaking to me. And you know, one of the things that I have found out is when the hand of God is on my life and he's wanting to speak to me, he doesn't always take me where I want to go. He takes me where he wants me to go. And for a lot of us, again, and you're gonna see this in Ezekiel with the prophet Ezekiel, is that God takes him in the middle. And it says, and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and he set me in the middle of a valley. And again, the hand of God was on his life and guiding him. And you can think of all these different moments in your life where the hand of God has been on your life, and maybe it was a relationship that you said, you know what, that conversation I had at at the restaurant or um, with that family member or with that coworker, it, it was of God. God was in the middle. God's hand was on that, and and God's hand was on his, on his life, and it says that it led him. It's actually sat him down in the middle, of the valley you think of all places that god could have set him down god could have taken him on the mountaintop and sat him down but god took him on the valley into a valley why because you know when you're in the valley you can see things a little clearer when you're on the mountaintop when everything is going great it's it's easy sometimes to not be able to appreciate what's going on in your life and not be able to say, you know, again, when everything is going great in your relationships, everything is going great with your kids, your business and all of that. But when you get in the valley, there's this moment that you're like, I don't know if this is going to work out and I don't know if this is going to happen. And these are the kind of moments where God will just take you and set you down. And I want you to hear me today when I say this is that there, there are going to be some valleys that God is going to take you and, and put you right in the middle of it. And it's because he wants to teach you some things and it says that and this is how it describes us it was a, a it was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley bones that were very dry and if you underline your Bible or highlight, you can underline that because it's when it says very dry it means that these things, these bones, the, the, this has been dead a long time. They're so, they've been so dead; it, it's dry. In other words, the chances of the uh, of of there being life in this, there's really not a chance, because it, it's it's been dead a long time. And you think about. There are a lot of areas of your life. And again, God's going to take you into these valleys, into these moments that He's going to show you some dead things in your life that you look at and you say, Man, that's been dead a long time. Maybe it's, it's the passion and, and the love in your relationship that you say, Man, our marriage, our relationship, it is dry. And you can tell it's dry because of the conversation and what's, ha- what's happening. There's, there, there, there's no life there. And, and again, maybe it's, it's you look at a child or, and you're like looking at their situation and you're like, this looks very, very bad. And then he goes on and he says this. He asked me, and he asked him a question in, in the middle of the valley. He said, son of man, can these bones live And I love his answer, and he he really knows how to answer. And I wanted to ask you this. How many of you grew up with a strict mama? And I know I did, and, and, um, you know, um, there were a lot of times my mama would say, what's wrong with you? And even though you wanted to say, well, nothing, and, like, kind of smart off, you know that your mom is, like, a lot of our moms were, like, part ninjas, and they could slap us without us even knowing we got slapped. So you, 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 you knew how to answer right. And speaking of being in trouble, do you know that this has nothing to do with my message, but it does. it is important to understand something. That, I don't know if you realize this, but the, the sole purpose of a child's middle name is solely to let them know that they're in trouble. And when your mama is mad at you, if you grew up with the kind of mama I did, you knew that when my, your mama said Stephen Lynn, you were in trouble. Now, I, a lot of y'all didn't know, my, that's my middle name, and don't be using that, like I don't really like my middle name, but my mama wanted, and I know I'm kind of like chasing a little rabbit here, and it, but uh, my mama wanted a daughter, and so that's her middle name that she gave me. So... As a kid, you can imagine, it was like something I didn't want. Uh, but anyways, now I love it, uh, sort of, but just don't use it. Just call me Stephen. But, you know, um, back to Ezekiel. I know I'm kind of getting off track here a minute, but Ezekiel knew, knew how to answer correctly. And he, this is what he says. Son of man, he asked. God asked him, son of man, can these bones live? And he said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. And again, he says, God, you're the one that knows. You alone know this. He knew how to answer that. In other words, he said, God, you're the one that knows the answer. And then I love this. He said, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and And will make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And I I love that. You know, um, I don't know if you notice. it says he said to him prophesy and a lot of us kind of get weirded out anytime you hear the word prophecy and you're like oh no what does that mean and that's 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 when people kind of get weird in church but listen there's nothing weird about prophecy prophecy is just basically saying what God has already said and what what Ezekiel is doing is that he is speaking what What God is telling him is that I want you to say what I have already said. And this is what I want you to say. I want you to say dry bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach bones. He is is saying. "I, I, I want you to speak into this. I want you to speak into this. This the middle of this. This valley that you're in speak to this that this situation, this moment. I want you to speak into it. You know, um, I want you to write down two things today when, when you talk about what you speak. And, and I, I really, I, I kept coming back to this when I looked at the scripture and how God took him in the middle and placed him in the middle of this valley. And he, it looks it looks hopeless. And God says, I want you to start speaking to these dead things, to these bones. I want you to to speak it. I don't know if you've ever realized this, but the miracle's in your mouth. The miracle in your life is in your mouth. And I want to ask you this, if you want to write this down, but... Um, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but being in God's presence, and it says the hand of God was on his life. And what did he do after the hand of God? And after he had this conversation, for us it would be, what do we do after we pray? After we've been in God's presence? Uh, and the question I would ask you is, 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 think about the conversation we have after we've prayed. Um, what is it that you've said after you've prayed? Do you know that I want to suggest something to you that maybe you never thought about? The conversation you have after you pray has as much to do with whether you receive what you prayed for. And I believe that a lot of us, we undo the prayers that we have when we're in the presence of God and God is speaking to in our life by the words that we say after our prayers, what we're speaking about. We pray and we say, God, help me. This looks dead. This is impossible. And then we walk right away from our prayers and be in the presence of God. And we're like, well, I just don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know whether God is is going to to do this. And I'm wondering if this is really going to happen. And you know, James 1, 6 says, but let him ask in faith without doubting. And and I would just ask you this, are you complaining in the middle of a miracle that God is doing and God has, he has told you and given you this word and and he he has taken you somewhere? And look, the fact that you are seeing the condition of the relationships, the condition of your child, and you're seeing all of this. And God's, for some of you, your, your son or your daughter has been struggling with, with, with maybe addictions or whatever. And it could have easily been hidden until they were, tw- you know, late 20s. But for some reason, God took you and exposed that to you. And what, what are you speaking over their lives? You know, if you want to write this down, God's will plus faith, plus spoken words equals answered prayer. And a lot of us, we want God's will and we want to have faith, but then we skip the part of, of the spoken word. And, I, and let, let me just say this to you. Prayer is what kickstart everything. It's the initiator. It's what starts things. But you see this, and, and I, again, I, I don't have time to go into every single scripture that I would love to read you, but First John 5:14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him for. He hears us. He hears what you're saying. Matthew 17, 9 says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, they're speaking about again, why couldn't they do Uh, what Jesus was doing. Why could we not cast it out? He said to them, because of of your little faith. For truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Again, if you want to write this down, Mark 11, verse 22, it says, Have faith in God. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have it, received it, and it will be yours. See, again, your words are, have everything to do with, and um, I don't know if you realize this, but Proverbs eighteen twenty one says this: that death and life are in the power of the tongue. That there is actually creative power, and you've heard me uh, talk before about the creative power of our words. And I'm just asking you, what what what's coming out of your mouth after? having a conversation with God after God showing you and God giving you these promises. And again, Proverbs eighteen twenty one in the New Living Translation says, the tongue can bring death or life. And listen to me, nothing happens in the spirit world until you open your mouth and you speak. And the enemy loves to get you to look at your circumstances and answer according to your circumstances. But one of the greatest things that you can do when God asks you a question about your circumstances and about the problem that you have is to not look at your circumstance for the answer, but look to God for the answer. This is what Ezekiel says, God, you alone know. So again, the miracle is in your mouth. And I would encourage you to look and see what you're saying after your prayers. Number two, quickly, the conversation that we have with ourselves and I want to suggest to you that outside of prayer, which is our conversation with God, prayer is simply, again, simply talking to God. Outside of prayer, the most important conversation we will ever have is the conversation we'll have with ourselves. What do you say to yourself? Again, what what are you speaking over your life? I'm convinced of this and the older that I get and the more that I study God's word is that we are actually uh, we are we are ending up and we are accomplishing what we speak over our lives. You know, if you again, um, for some of you, the words that you're speaking over your life, it's, it's having a devastating effect the declarations that you make over your life. And again, I just want you to do this with me today and just to kind of wake you up in case you're kind of falling asleep on me a little bit. But I want you to repeat these out loud with me. Uh, I I, I want you to say it loud enough that people around you can say it. Uh, Say, I'm a loser. Say, I'm stupid. Aren't you glad you tuned in today to watch church? Um, But I'm, I'm trying to prove a point to you. I'll fail, say, I'll fail at everything I do. People don't like me. I'm not attractive and I won't amount to anything. And these are the kind of words that we're speaking over our lives, those dead things that we see. But what if it, you were to change your language and, and the words that you're speaking and you were to say, I'm a winner, people like me. God is with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He gives me strength for the battle. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5, it says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight for are the weapons, are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And a lot of us, we have created strongholds through our words that we have in our life. You know, um, I think that a lot of us, uh, what's happened is we've allowed our soul and our flesh to, to, to have these faulty thoughts and faulty words that we speak over our lives. Psalm 62, five says, for God alone, oh, my soul, wait in silence. Listen to that. Let me say that again. It says, for God alone, oh, my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him, for only he is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. In other words, he's talking to himself. The psalmist is talking to himself here. And what he's doing is he's look, he is saying, soul, I want you to shh. I want you to be quiet. I, I want you to be quiet. And I want you to wait in silence for my hope is from him. I, and I love this. He, is, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. Um, again, it says, I shall not be shaken. Psalms 116.7 says this, Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Um, again, I, I love this. He says, he's speaking to himself and he says, return oh my soul to your rest. You know, some of us, that's what we need to do. And I know for some, this COVID-19, all of the, what we've been through the last 10, 11 weeks, for some, it's been not that bad. And you like, man, I kind of enjoyed it. There's others that this has been a nightmare for you. And I I would encourage you to to just speak to yourself those words and say, return, O my soul, to your rest. And I love this. It says, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. The Lord has dealt bountifully, bountifully. try saying that 10 times, (laughs) bountifully with you. What he's saying is, come on. God has been so good to you. God's been so good to me. And the power of you beginning to speak that into your life. Let me give you one, one more scripture. It says in Psalms 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget all his benefits. You're going to listen to a song in just a few moments. That the title of this song is, it's called It Is So. And I pray that you you turn this up. And you listen carefully to the words of this song. I printed out the lyrics of this because it's so powerful. And listen to one of the parts. It says, your word is settled in heaven. It will be done. Father, let it be done. Yours is the kingdom forever with my children. Yours is the kingdom forever with my my spouse, my relationships, my business. Yours is the kingdom. Your will be done. Let it be done. Your word is, is settled in heaven. It will be done. Father, let it be done. Yours is the kingdom forever. Your will be done. Let it be done. Your word is settled in heaven. It will be done. Father, let it be done. Listen to the words of this song. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church podcast. If you have been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.